Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is February the 16th, 2014. Man, have we got a joke for you tonight. Before this thing even gets started, I want to thank you, all of the listeners that we have around the world that listen to this program. Last week, we set an all-time high for a listening record. So that would not have happened without you. I'm very grateful. I don't take your listening for granted. Whether you're listening via archive or live, I appreciate you. And just want to tell you, make sure you do a couple of things for me, okay? One, go to the D. Yvonne Young Facebook page and either hit the follow button or the like button, whichever one is applicable. Put your commentary on there. We definitely want to know what you're thinking, how you're thinking. This year, I've had meetings with everyone and this uh, wonderful production family that I have from my video content people to uh, Julia, my show producer, to um, even my agents and what have you. We have made, we're going to be making some branding changes uh, throughout the year, but all of them are because we have one goal. And that is to connect uh, in a significant way our experiences. Because being honest, I am no different than you that are listening. The only reason that I'm on the other side of the microphone is I've been through more crap and I had my heart broke, broke a few hearts. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to spend almost half of my life or more trying to be something to make everyone else happy at my expense, you know. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel not appreciated. I know what it's like to not appreciate someone. I know what it's like to be in a room filled with people and still feel like I'm by myself. I know what it's like to fall in love with the wrong damn person again. I know what that feels like. So every program that we do is dedicated to you not having to go through that. And if you are in the midst of those things, keep listening. We are going to give you the tools for you to start leading a profoundly extraordinary life, and that is a promise. That is why we do what we do. Now, with that, all that stuff out the way and the housekeeping out the way, I definitely want to um, do a couple of other little things, and that's mention something that I know that you need to hear. Tonight, if you want to call in, and you have some, um, you're going through something. Don't call in and just say, hey, how you doing? I love you guys. I, I really do. I love you guys so much, but don't call for that because there are people that really are going to be going through some things, and this program is dedicated toward helping those people. If you're in the U.K. or if you're in the Virgin Islands or the Caribbean 
or, you know, in the Middle East, which we have people listening in Cairo, Egypt. We have people listening in Sydney, Australia. We have people listening in Canada and Barbados. Use Skype if you can't get to us. Any other way, you can always Skype us. Uh, but you, if you can call, definitely dial the number. Now, that's the housekeeping. Tonight what I'm doing is part three of a program about love, something that is so, you know, it's really funny. Isn't it amazing how one little bitty four-letter word creates so much drama? I was talking to someone earlier, and uh, well, a couple of people actually, and they were talking about love and relationships, and one person was, you know, love is gone. And they're wondering, why am I still bothered by the actions of someone that's not even in my life anymore? Then I talked to another uh, an acquaintance of mine, and same situation. They're about to fall in love, or, or they're about to even start walking down the path toward relationship. And they're, they're concerned about, okay, am I losing myself inside of something? I'm going to tell you this. Infatuation is typically what sparks loving relationship. Then what happens invariably, the excitement fades, the warm feelings diminish, unless this happens. And the this I'm saying is that both partners make a uh, conscious effort to make sure that they are tracking with one another. Now, there's a catch to that. You don't have to do it that way in order to have a great relationship manifest itself. As a matter of fact, sometimes, and I'm going to say men do this and women, so this isn't a gender thing, people will push folk away that were probably on their way toward them because they want to have the security of knowing where things are. What does that mean? I read, an, I read a parable, and I know all of you guys have heard it before. If you love something and you truly love it, set it free and it'll come back to you. That is so true. We live in a society where on a routine and consistent basis, we try to force things to work like we are going into McDonald's. You know, you go in McDonald's, they have simplified stuff where you can be an idiot and go to McDonald's. Now, if you just know numbers one through five, you can go to McDonald's and sound like Socrates. I mean, you walk in, I want a number two. You don't even have to think anymore. And, that, and that's really how we want our lives pretty much. We want to walk into situations, and we want to say, I want number one, I want number five, uh, give me a number seven. Let me tell you something. You cannot do that with people. You can do that, and, and most of the places where you can do that with food, I, I, a lot of those places, though some of them are good, many of them you don't want to eat there because I don't want something that if I can just say a number, you prepare it. Because what if I don't want, what if I'm like the guy that wants to have it my way? You know, what if I, I want the, um, you know, the choice of saying, well, I don't want it like that. That's what we deny people. When we start telling them, let's label what we're doing. See, once a love relationship is established, 
it's okay to actively express to each other uh, what you feel and, you know, what you want to do to maintain it. However, not expressing love sometimes, it definitely can hurt the bond that one of you has with the other. However, other times, let stuff form. Let it coalesce. Let some things take their own course because here's why. If you are aiming for a lasting, successful relationship, you need to first do a couple of things. One, you need to be committed to your own emotional well-being and what constitutes that. And I'm going to give an example of this. I, my practice caters uh, to people from all walks of life. I have single moms. I have millionaires. I have people that are not broke, but they're not, you know, they don't have money to burn. So they, they really um, go out the ways and invest in themselves to come see me. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm so serious with each one of my clients. I am not, I take very serious what I, what God has given me to do as a profession because I know if I don't give you the right advice, you, you know, you may crash and burn, and I can't have that on my conscience. As a matter of fact, I've had people that I have just really pissed off, and I do mean I pissed them off. And all of them, not most, all of them within a year to 18 months write me back. Dr. Young, I want to apologize. You were right. Well, you know what? Guess what? Duh, really? I know I was right. I'm not going to tell you something that's wrong. So tonight, get your pen and paper ready because if you want to have a lasting, loving relationship, I'm going to give you some things that you have to know. You cannot escape this because if you don't practice some of these things I'm about to tell you, I do not care if you are a cloud and the wind is your boyfriend. Y'all are not going to make it. Seriously. It's going to rain, you know. It's going to just fall apart. So this is how you create a lasting, loving relationship. Step number one. I just made a, saying, a statement saying you need to commit to your well-being, right? Many of us feel the need to commit to someone else's well-being prior to addressing our issues, I know I look back, and I've had a couple of people that um, have just made it a choice to continue coaching with me on a consistent basis, now going on, you know, some of them 24 months and what have you. And the beauty of these people is that they, they think enough about the future that they do not want to relieve their past. So what I have really ironed out is do you – own your life. What do I mean by that? If someone else controls your life in any way, shape, or form, especially financially, you are not going to be happy. Here's what's going to happen. Money can buy you, can buy you minutes, but only being in control of self can give you lasting moments. Yeah, you know, I've had people in my office, very wealthy people, people that make seven and eight figures a year, and the wives or the man is sitting there saying, well, the other person only lets me spend this, and I only have access to that. Well, duh, first, 
When you let another adult control you, you are not going to be happy. And you can't even get mad at the other person because you put yourself in that position. When you decide that you're going to revert to being a 13 or a 16-year-old child and someone's giving you an allowance, don't get mad when they call you stupid, when they treat you like a child, because that's what the hell you're being. You need to be in control of your financial life. But it doesn't stop there. You also need to be in control of your emotions. If someone can say something to you about a subject, let's say that subject is your children, your career, the way you wear your hair, uh, just, you know, even down to the way you smell, whatever. If that pisses you off, you're not in control of your emotions. You're not controlling your well-being. Notice it, well-being. Being means an ongoing condition of wellness, well-being. You have to master that. When you find yourself not pursuing life, let's define life. Goals. When you get to this place where you are not fulfilled, what are you doing about your everyday? Because if all you're doing every day is you're running around, hanging out at a country club, hanging out at a bar, sitting home watching Maury and Jerry, I promise you, you're going to look up and you will have had fun. Now, now, here's a sign. If that fulfills you, hey, do you. You know, do you. I'm going to dare to tell you. When you look back at your life and the person that's been, uh, whose money you're living off of is gone, that money is going to go through you like blank through a goose, okay? Because you have not learned or been in touch with reality in any significant way where you actually have the resources necessary to take care of yourself. And I'm not talking about financial resources. I'm talking about an intellectual capital and connected resources, because everybody that's laughing with, you know, that you think is laughing with you, some of these folks are laughing at you. Now, I'm, before I get into the show really good, I'm going to hit some other stuff on the head. Let's say you are stuck on you want some X back, and I'm going to approach both sides, or you damn sure do not want your X back either. If you keep begging and crying because you want someone back, that is a sign that you are not ready to go into a relationship with anyone, not even the person you want back. You are not emotionally mature enough to have a good relationship, and that's probably why they left you, but you were clingy, dependent, uh, probably having this bipolar, hot one minute, cold the next relationship, or if you allowed someone to do that to you, where, you know, and, and I really say this to beautiful women. Ladies, let me tell you something. When you are dealing with a man that only wants you when you get ready to leave him, girl, you need to put go put your big girl panties on and act like a Maury track star, and they said he's not the father and run your butt up out the house. You need to get away from that. It's not, it's not in your mix and it's not good for you. Okay, 
just I'm not even going to take that conversation too far. But what I am going to say is this. Your past is just that. It's your past, and it's your past for a freaking reason. Let your past remain your past. Don't try to bring future things in, I mean, past things into your future. It just does not work. I mean, picture this. You know, it's like having a, a, a boo-boo diaper from a baby, and you're trying to keep that as a memoir when a child was little. You're just nasty and silly, so don't keep bringing things. No matter how cute they were when they happened, don't bring that into your future. Now, talking about the future, let's go there. Have you? I know you've probably gotten more than your fair share of relationship advice. You've heard all these do's, don'ts, don't nag, don't stonewall, don't blame, don't leave the toilet seat up, don't squeeze the toothpaste from the middle, make sure the toilet paper's on the inside, not the outside, it's on the outside, not the inside. Let me tell you something. Don't listen. All that stuff, even when I give you things on this show, I do not want you focusing on do's and don'ts, I want you focusing on does that fit me what he's talking about? Because relationships are just like uh, suits. The, the good ones are tailor-made. Now, I can give you this. Stay clear of negative interactions. When you find, and I'm not telling you that, you know, we're, we're going to run around here in this Pollyanna bubble gum uh, my Little Pony World, and we're all happy and don't deal with stuff because real relationships re- require that you deal with issues because you are not going to always agree. You're not going to always be on the same page, and that's good too because you know what? Those are the times when you get to stretch yourself and become more permeable. But let's start talking about what is it that we must do to move toward what is good, okay? Traditionally. Most couples' research has focused on minimizing arguments and infidelity and, you know, then talking about positive stuff. I'm going to tell you this. As a metaphysician, as a – and I'm, I'm not tooting and flossing out my credentials, but I do have them. I've learned a couple of things. I'm a scientist and an empiricist, meaning I like to – be able to use things that can be replicable. I don't care if I'm in Beijing or or Beaumont, Texas. I like to know that the advice that I give you is tangibly uh, significant and that the manifestation from you listening can be immediately applied to every aspect of your life. Okay? So write this down. Energy is never destroyed. And it isn't. Write that down. Energy is never destroyed. Second thing I want you to write down is thoughts and attitudes come from emotions, and emotions are pure energy. Thoughts and attitudes form emotions, and emotions form thoughts and attitudes. In other words, there's a loop going on right there, and that energy resonates at certain frequency levels. Okay? Now, what are we getting into right now? We're getting into metaphysics. We're getting into the laws of attraction. We're also getting into some 
some human pathology. We're also getting into some quantum physics. Max Planck, if he were living with love, is the father of modern physics. But here's what I'm going to tell you. As you think, and you religious folks are going to just get the happy feet going now, as a man thinks, so is he. Now, let me give you what that really means, because most of you screw up when you read the Bible and other uh, religious and holy texts. So let me clarify the meaning of that. What it, that means is that whatever you think, you will manifest. So having a positive attitude helps you find a favorable balance when it comes to your emotions, the other person's emotions, and the relationships that you have with them. Let me clarify a couple of things. Those of you that are dating a damn fool, someone that curses you, hits on you, treats you like dog poop without the pickup bag, do not use this on them because then you're casting your pearls before swine. You can never stand on your head enough to make someone love you or treat you right. So please do not take what you're going to learn tonight and waste it on a jackass. You know, there's this old saying, and you will hear me say this if I ever come speak at your group or to your women's group or what have you, you can take a mule to the Kentucky Derby. You can board him with the thoroughbreds. You can get a five-star veterinarian to care for him, and you can feed that mule a racehorse diet. When you get finished, dear, you will still have a jackass, okay? All right, now, positivity has a way of shifting perspective. Negative emotions shut you down. Positive emotions open you up. Now, the beauty of this, positivity is not running around being Mr. Miss Congeniality. You're not running around, hi, how are you? And that's not what I mean. What I mean by this is expectation has a great deal to do with manifestation. The simple thing to do first is when you find that someone is significant in your life, first thing, this is something you can write down, look for and inject lightheartedness and humor into that relationship. And I do not mean as a distraction because you can't think of anything intelligent to say. That's like being someone stuck singing a one-note song. What I mean by this is I want you to seize micro-opportunities to connect with someone and do it in a way where there is some gratitude and some curiosity and there's and you feel inspired and you feel connectivity. Give you an example. I have I'm surrounded by a lot of these introverted personalities. Uh, I have them and 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 female friends. I have them in some of my business colleagues, and introverts by nature do not talk a lot. They like private. They keep them, their, their, their emotions and thoughts to themselves. So 
most people assume an introvert is either having an attitude or, and being kind of S-H-I-T-T-Y, you know, all of the little stuff that comes with introversion. I'm here to tell you introverts like to laugh as much as anybody else. Introverts like to uh, say something, but extroverts talk so – which I'm an extrovert. Extroverts can talk so much that they are not good listeners. Extroverts are so busy expressing themselves, they don't pay attention to the expressions of others. Now, here's the good news. You are either an introvert or an extrovert, but you can have traits of both. Like, I have an extroverted personality, but if you get me one-on-one, chances are I, I'm going to kind of like not have much to say because though my profession is extroverted, in my private time, I'm very introverted. I, I like seclusion. I like being alone. I prefer small groups. And then I, likewise, I know people that are introverted as heck, but they are always at some event doing something constructive. Julia is a good example of this, my producer. This woman is introvert, straight-up introvert, but she can network her butt off, and she is, she's a publicist. I mean, the reason you're listening to this show right now, she produces it. You know what I'm saying? So there are ways that we learn that, you know, we, all of the people you deal with, you have more in common with them than you think. So when you get around this introvert that doesn't want to talk, you can say warm and tender things and ask them to tell you a funny story about their day. And when they trust you enough, they'll open up and talk to you, which, again, we're talking about great relationships and lasting, loving relationships on all of those things based on what? High-quality friendships. And if you ever want to see good friends together, you're going to notice something. Good friends laugh and talk, and lasting lovers do the same thing. Now, in fact, and, and just setting for a more positive relationship definitely will make you and the person that you're interested in or you're already married to have a significant increase in the good times that you have. But think about this. When you throw in meaningful experiences that promote growth and develop in the relationship, and here's what I mean by that. Start creating things that are unique to you and that person, this is another one, write it down. There are things that you do when you're around each other that make for a great relationship with someone. You're, you're going and to, I'm, and the reason I use, like I'll use me and Julia just so you guys don't start thinking I'm doing some hanky-panky with my producer, but I use this because I, whatever you do in a professional environment, you can take that to a personal environment and have manifestation and create longevity and connectivity and what have you out of it. Well, one thing that I do or I, I do when I'm around her just in, in a professional environment, we always find, I, I know y'all are going to hate this, but we always tripping off, folks. I know it's hard for y'all to believe that I would ever talk about somebody that is jacked up Okay, I know I'm lying, though. God forgive me. But the truth is, we like to sit up and laugh and talk about, look at, at people that are tripping. We find things, to, and then in business, we set goals together. 
and we try to accomplish these goals as a team. And she applauds me, and I applaud her. And I'm like, Julie, you really did a great job. She tells me you really did good on the show. So when I see her number on my phone, I am glad to see her number. When I, when I see Julia, I smile. And see, that's what you do when you want to create a relationship that's romantic in the same thing. In the same way, if you have a, a person that you have an interest with, Compliment them. Be permeable. One thing that I've struggled with, you know, I'm a typical guy, right? I, uh, in some ways, I'm very atypical, but one of the ways that I'm typical is I'm always trying to fix everything, and I won't show feelings, or I'll show emotions, but not feelings, right? I've had to, just as recently as the other night, we were having this meeting, and they were saying, and I, and I said, well, I got, a, I got some words that represent the brand, right? And I'm thinking that I'm really moving the train down the road when I'm derailing the damn train is what I'm really doing. And, and, and Julia makes this comment while I got my team on this, on this conference, and everybody's, and she says, speak from your heart. That, so write that down. Speak from your heart. Quit thinking and, and being in your head all the damn time. You know, sometimes we will be so busy positioning ourselves that we forget about the position we're in. We forget about sharing fun and meaningful experiences together. We forget about just dealing with reality, we duck negatives that really aren't even all that negative. You know, sometimes you could just tell somebody, you know what, how, how's that taste? Baby, child, look, we're going out to eat. You, whatever you do, next time you cook, I'm calling the Red Cross. The person can laugh with you. You don't need to sit there and get food poisoned and eating this food. Sometimes people know they can't cook, you know. But if you are always thinking you miss being the person that the other person can learn to trust because another thing that friends do is they are honest with each other. They, you know, I look at women all the time, and, and, you know, I come from a family of some weird, weird Creole women. I swear, and then the part of my family that's Mexican, you know, that's, that really gets interesting. And I had one of my aunts. My aunt was, well, I mean, this is funny, one of them skinny as a rail, the other one is fat as hell. So they look like if they stand next together, next to each other, it looks like the number 10 and it can talk, right? And one of them would be like, girl, you ain't got no butt. You don't need to be wearing that. And the other one would say, well, your fat ass don't need. And, and I would just be cracking up. Now, if anyone else said that to those two sisters, you'd get, you would get jumped on. But, see, they trusted each other. And they talked and a spirit of love and honesty toward each other, saying things that probably other people on the outside looking in wouldn't think were all that flattering. But, see, that's what happens when you're transparent and truthful with people. They let their guard down and they let you in. Now, pen and paper time. I'm going to give you about five, I'm going to try to get to ten reasons of things you can do 
starting right now, whether you are single or in a relationship, that will move that relationship down the line a little bit further. Number one, be grateful. Remember, just remembering to thank, just say thank you to people seems like just a simple thing to do. And, and But, you know, most people, they just say it almost like you, you can walk past somebody and say, hey, how you doing? How's your day going? Oh, I'm fine. I want you to try this tomorrow. When you go to work, walk past somebody and just say, hey, how you doing? And then they're going to say, I'm fine. And you say, I had, I mean, I had lunch with, this, with Satan this morning and see if they even stop. <laughs> you know, I do that. And some people will be like, okay, well, you have a good day. And I just said, I just told this blank, I just had breakfast with the devil. This morning. You ain't listening to me. When you are really sincerely grateful, what happens in that special that special state of being, I, I call it operating in a spirit of gratitude, it reminds us of all the good qualities in the other person that we're dealing with. You know, sometimes people do little bitty things that you just take for granted, like they open your car door for you. They won't let you open your door. Sometimes quit acting like you are, you, you're Queen Elizabeth or some damn body and say, thank you for opening my door. The last person I dated only did that when they wanted to get my panties off. You do it just because you're a nice guy. Or when that woman says, well, you know, you cook, let me clean up the dishes. Or, you know, thank you for taking time out to notice I'm having a bad day. Being grateful is a booster shot to people, man. It injects, you remember what I said, this positive energy cannot be destroyed, right? So when things aren't going well between you, people remember that you were grateful. They remember that you were thankful. You know, sometimes it can be something as simple as saying, thank you for not cooking because, child, you know you can't cook. But you stopped involving me in something that was safety instead of trying to kill me with your cooking. Okay, don't say that. But, you know, be, express the fact that you can appreciate that someone uh, can really be a nice person toward you. Here's another thing. Lots of people express appreciation in self-absorbed ways, that, which that sucks. You know what I'm saying? It's like when someone focuses on thanking you and it's always about them, come on, that, that, that does not fly, that is a no-no. Now, here's another one. You don't think this is crazy. It's okay to poke fun at each other, but do it the right way. Don't go and say things that you know uh, are hurtful to someone. But you can sometimes give someone a little silly nickname or, you can point out each other's quirks, but don't don't hurt their feelings. This is one of these things where I say, uh, if, if I, I'll give you this one. Let's say you and your mate are cuddled, cuddled up in the bed, and they keep taking the sheets, and you can say, God dang, blanket monster, would you mind letting me have a blanket? You know what I'm saying? Or if you happen to be over somebody's house and, here comes a bug on the floor, and you say, okay, hey, Roach Whisperer, one of your people is in here. You know what I'm saying? Make stuff funny, but don't don't make the person the object of the joke, okay? That's number two. 
Second thing, you know, day in and day out, we get up, we go to work, we try to make life good. We try to excel at our jobs and our our children, uh, those of you that are parents, you know, little Johnny may have, you know, the kid makes the little fan with the, with the ice cream uh, stick in the paper plate, you know, that thing when, I, I don't know, it feel like you ought to beat the hell out of a teacher. You're paying a hundred and some dollars per day. Can't they send your child home with that? But, but bottom line is find something to celebrate with people. If nothing else, you can say, you know what, you got off work early today. We can have some, we got a little bit of quality time before we have to go deal with your mother and them or deal with the kids or go walk the dog. We can play a little bit. Or, you know, celebrate something. Okay, you lost five pounds this month. Cool. Okay, now you only weigh 355. You don't weigh 360, whatever. Find something to celebrate. You got some new hair in your hair. Okay, no, don't celebrate that. But find things that make you happy. Find things that you know your partner would appreciate you uh, paying them a compliment. One thing about that energy is it helps the other person reciprocate. When you need it most, they'll be celebrating good news for you. If it's nothing but, you know, I see you were reading that book. Uh, You finished it. Tell me about it. You can find stuff to celebrate. Going down the road, we think in fantasy a lot. All of us do. Everybody has something that they really always talk about. You know, I would love to go eat at this restaurant, or I really wanted to go see that movie, or, man, I could use a new rod and reel, or I love that purse, I love those shoes, You don't have to have a lot of money to do this. You can go to a resale shop and find a purse for that lady that wanted this purse you probably couldn't afford new. Sometimes with women especially, fellas, if your money is funny, just make run the bath and put some bubbles in it and light some candles. Now, don't burn up the damn woman's hair or nothing, dude. But, you know, do something that she could just be like, you know what, this didn't cost you nothing but some time. And you heard her saying that I really wanted, I've had a long day, it would sure be nice to relax. And you offer to watch the dog and go walk the dog while she's taking a soak, you know. Go and uh, if you know that she has elderly grandparents or something like that, say, well, while you're over there, I'm going to go cut the yard if you don't mind, if if, if she doesn't mind, that she can save. Because old people on a fixed income, you cutting the yard goes a long way. You know what I mean? Uh, another thing that you can do that's really simple is if you look at your girl's feet and they bust it up, you know, you can get that crust off. Okay, I'm making that up. I saw this woman's feet. Oh, oh never mind. I can see Julia be singing me a note saying, please stop it. All right. But whatever you can do to make someone's day better based on just something you heard them say. Now, ladies, here's a big win for you. If you have a man, pay attention to what he said he liked about certain things on your body. 
if the dude likes your legs, if he likes your butt, if he likes your boobs, if he likes your hair. Always say, I bought this or I did this for you. How do you like it? And it's something that's like selfish, you dig? It's like, you know, you could do nothing but go and get a wax. I know that will probably hurt, you know, but some of y'all really probably need that. But, you know, go just something simple and say, I did this for you. And if it's something intimate, believe me, you just hit a home run because dude will like that. And I'm going to tell you, that's also another way to check and see if this guy is really paying attention to you or taking you for granted. Because if you went and got a wax or you went and did something like that and the brother's not paying attention to you, that's a red flag. Here's the next thing. Happy couples bring out the best in each other. And if you're single, this can still work. You don't have to be a couple. Look for, in a potential mate, someone that you see doing what you consider to be your ideal behavior. What I mean by that is this. Let's say you need to go to the gym, and you notice this little hottie, and she's always going to work out, and you know you don't work out like you should. That might be a nice woman for you to talk to because now you will start going to the gym. Or ladies, if you see that this man has a, you, every time you see him while you're stalking him on Facebook, no, I'm just kidding, but every time you see him and you see that he has a vibrant, active life and you're sitting in the home bored eating another thing, a bonbons and some uh, fried corn, I don't know what it is about my Mexican people. I went to Fiesta, they love fried corn. I ain't lying. Well, not fried corn, it's real corn. But take her to get a piece of corn. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But but the truth is, find the ideal self, the, the real you, and someone else. Stop and look at, at what you see in this person. And it could be something as small as they set goals and they achieve them. One of my biggest things that I do is, you know, you guys have heard me say I do 1,080 significant things a year to change my life. If you haven't heard me say that, I'm going to tell you the trick that I use behind it. Every day I set five goals. Now, I don't Some days I'll accomplish six or seven. Most of the time I might average about three, but at a minimum – I don't go to bed unless I have done three of the five things I've set out to do. And I had, uh, you know, I've had more than often, even my mother when she was living, she said, every goal you set, I'm proud of you. You achieve it. You may achieve it a little late, but you achieve it, and I do. But, see, that's what you look for. Find someone that is portraying qualities that you consider ideal and that you would like to see in yourself. This is called, uh, by one therapist, called this the Michelangelo effect. And basically what the Michelangelo effect suggests is that partners help sculpt each other's best selves by affirming each other's efforts at self-improvement. Isn't that cool? That's really cool, isn't it? So start listing, writing down goals about qualities that are that you like about yourself, which will make you feel good about you, and qualities that you like about 
people, and it doesn't have to be if you're single, it doesn't have to be anybody you're dating. It can just be people that you have great friendships with or people that you may not even know, but you just happen to observe them doing. If it's if you are in a relationship, do it with your mate. Write down, you know, this person really does a lot. They really do this. They really do that. And when you see these things happening, you can now start uh, creating a synergy because there's nothing that goes better with people than self-adulation. When people know that you really are digging them because of who they are without them putting on the ritz to be something they're not, it just makes for a comfort zone that's unbelievable. Now, this one, you would think this would be for guys, but this is actually for women and men, all right? When we get a little familiar with our partners, we get so familiar we stop noticing them. When that happens, there becomes what you think we're stable. Hell no, you are stagnant at that point. A lot of I heard I had a woman. One woman was talking to me, and she said, "Well, um, I, I was in a relationship, and it seemed to never go anywhere. It's like." You know, we were friends with benefits, and I was serious about him, and he was, like, kind of there, not so much there with me. Well, let me tell you why that takes place. If you think about the first five things that I just said, you would start seeing there was no real gratuity there, that there was no real honesty, because when people are honest, they tell you stuff about you. They'd be like, you know what? Uh, you know, really, you you don't. Oh, you you need to go bathe. You, I don't like your hair. I mean, they're honest, or they they never celebrate anything new. They don't celebrate even small things like you got off work early today. You know, you, I see you washed your car. It really looks nice. I mean, these things go a long way. But the thing that is that really kills in a relationship and just is you stop noticing people. The worst thing in the world that you can ever do with a mate is become invisible. When I don't care if it's notice their hair. If it's a dude, just be like, you know what, bro? I see you got to shave. You look, you know, I, I like that. I like the way the barber cuts your mustache. I mean, it does not take a lot. You can, um, if, if you're like, on moonshiners, you got on a clean T-shirt and a clean white beater. I mean, something, there is something that somebody's doing that you can find to look at and say, you know, that's, that's really cool. I, I like your hair. You, you parted your hair on the other side. I mean, so I know that it sounds so corny, but, fellas, women notice stuff like that. So if you tell your girl, baby, you know what, you parted your hair on the other side, I like the way that that kind of makes you shows this off. Or if she's wearing a dress that she's always worn before, but this time instead of wearing flats, those mules, whatever them little ugly shoes are, and she has on some heels, tell her, you know what? When you have on heels, girlfriend, you work in that. You kind of make me want to keep you home today. I mean, and especially gentlemen, please hear this. Please hear me, fellas. Just because you are used to seeing your woman in her panties, other brothers aren't. 
So when she leaves the crib, everything that you did not compliment her on, believe this. Checking, I'm checking you now, fellas. You better listen. This is some straight-up old-school G talk right now. Always compliment your lady because if you don't, some other dude will. And if you haven't done it in a long time, she is going to start noticing the person that's noticing her. You better, you, that, that one, uh, in the words of some of my Baptist friends, that will preach right there. So you might want to listen to that. The other thing, ladies, always compliment your man. And if he doesn't smell good, buy that man some cologne, please. And don't buy him that cheap, brute, and aqua velvet. Go to Nordstrom's or Neiman's or somewhere and buy him something that's, you know, that was made at least in the last two years. Now, here's another deal. Valentine's Day just passed. Everybody on Valentine's Day runs out. You know, some of you probably pluck some flowers out of funeral home wreath or something, but bottom line is everybody goes out and gets a flower or two and a box of chocolate and some candy. And for whatever reason, some people do it because they're in the doghouse. Some people do it because it's expected of them. Some people do it because they just have to. Well, you know, one of the cheapest gifts you can give somebody is a damn card, right? Instead of the if you and this, this is especially true if you've gotten hip that Valentine's Day is just about Hallmark making money and chocolate companies selling candy. But the truth of it is, every day should be Valentine's Day if you got somebody that you love or care about or you're interested in. Now I'm gonna give you what I call a little boy method. You know those little cheap Valentine's Day cards that you got when you were like seven and eight. If you're not dealing with a bougie woman. Now, bougie sister, I don't care what you give her. It will never be good enough. So, you know, that broad, you don't want to deal with her fake button, no way. But a real woman, you could go get one of them little boy Valentine's Day box of cards. I'm serious. I am not kidding. And every now and then, write a little note on one of them and give it to your girls. Put it in her purse. Put it in her, uh, uh, put it on where she keeps her lingerie, whatever. I guarantee you she'll find that little card and from you it will make her day, dude. In other words, put something in writing, something that'll last. And, ladies, it works for you too. But, men, I'm going to tell you like this. Giving a man a card is like, you know, giving a fish some most salt water. You didn't do nothing. You give a man a card where you promise to do some kind of little freaky favor for him, okay, now you're back on the bases again. Or just give him a card saying, you know what, if another woman looks at me, don't make me kill her. You know, something silly like that. But things like that in writing, because, ladies, men like to feel like they matter. And if you don't make a man feel like he matters, uh, what did I just say to the fellows about you in compliments? I guarantee you there is some woman looking at your dude going, you know what, he's a good provider. This brother's always on his grind. I see him working hard. He's out here marketing. He's out here grinding. You know, if I had a man that would at least do that, I wouldn't be having to have this fool drive my car and eat my food and not pay no bills. I mean, see what I'm getting at? So sisters, appreciate your dude, especially if you've got a good one. The another one is... When you have to um, always be validated, 
that should tell you two things. Validation does matter for everybody. So validate somebody other than yourself. In other words, support the person that you're with. When you see that, uh, and I'm going to give some examples here because some of this stuff actually does boil down to money because they say in the word, wherever man's treasure is, that's where his heart is, which I believe that. But if you see that you have, let, let's say, a, a man or a woman that has a business of some sort, find a way to be supportive. If it ain't nothing but getting on Facebook and saying, you know what, let me share his page so somebody else can like his page, or let me, uh, you know, the person may be a doctor or a nurse. Well, they work long hours. Why don't you try ironing their uniform while they're in the bathtub getting ready for it? Or it's somebody that has the dress really nice. Wipe his shoes off. Wipe her shoes off. You know, women need their shoes shine just as much as men, especially if they're wearing some nice stuff. Just wipe them off. You know, sometimes lay out the, her underwear for her. Women really do appreciate that, fellas, and, and, and make sure it matches. Don't, don't put the panties that had a ducks on them with the bra with the birds. Make sure she got on ducks on both. Well, if you have got some ducks on her drawers, you might want to take a shopping. But, but the truth is, make sure that whatever you do, it goes in the venue of letting someone know that I have your back. You don't have to do big, grandiose things to win somebody's heart. Now, there's the next two things, I'm going to put this and group them together. The, it's like be in touch by listening to someone when they're not talking. Now, what do I mean by that? Pay attention to the pitch to the tone and the inflection when your mate is doing something. Let me give you an example. I can say, good morning, and then I say, good morning. I just said the same thing, and you're not even looking at me, but you can hear the tone in my voice. All sometimes people want you to say is, is everything okay? And they may tell you everything is fine, but the fact that you ask, is what really matters. And this is especially true with men, ladies. We don't allow a real man, sometimes if he does ask for your help, the brother needs your help, especially if you already know you got a cat that's out here trying to make it. But a sorry dude, he's asking for your help every other day. But I'm talking about a real man or a gentleman. When a lady is having a bad day, one of the best things you can say to her is I can tell you're having a bad day. Whenever you want to talk about it, let me know and I'll just listen. That I guarantee you, that'll get you some, fellas. Women want to know that you are just noticing that you care. Just be, just be a gentleman and just say, you know, I can tell you're not yourself. Can I? Can, what can I do? Would you like for me to go to Starbucks and grab you something? Or, can I run your bath water? Would you like for me to watch your kid or watch your pet snake or something while you relax? I mean, yeah, I hope she doesn't have a pet snake. But you got my drift, right? And there's some sister out there listening to this show right now. I've got the pet snake. What's wrong with the pet snake? But, but the point I'm making is be the type of person that is in touch 
with someone else's feelings other than yours. Now, here's the last one. Look after yourself. Take care of you. Quit trying to find validation through other people. That is whether you are married or single. If your life has only, uh, if everything makes you happy in life, you can buy it. You don't have much of a life because sooner or later, I promise you, I remember when my mother was dying or even when my dad was dying, I saw them, these people on their deathbeds. My dad was like, he was so cheap, he could squeeze a penny and Abraham Lincoln would holler, you know. That man was cheap. And about a couple of days before he died, I remember I didn't have any money in my pocket. And I said, Dad, can I go in the room and, and get about 40 bucks? I don't have any cash on me. He said, I don't have any useful money anymore, which, you know, that, that shook me to the core. Not the fact that he was dying, that he said that that's when I knew, okay, this man is dying. Because my father loved, he was cheap. I mean, he was cheap. And then my mom, the same thing. I remember my mother saying this a few months before she passed, she was like, you know, I always thought credit, my, having a good credit score could fix anything, but it looks like it can't help me now. And she said that, and, and again, my mother prided herself on always having her high, you know, just having her stuff together. And it, those two things taught me something. Real life is priceless. Real love is equally priceless. So let's go back through what we talked about tonight, all right? Number one, gratitude. Be grateful. Number two, quit taking yourself and the other person so serious. Learn to poke a little fun, laugh. You know, it's okay to tease each other, but do it the right way. Don't don't make someone the end of a joke but you can joke about the circumstances you're in with them. You know, I use that example. Okay, what you got to do? You just, what do you have against me having some of the blanket? You know, I mean, you can you can poke a joke. Celebrate things. Celebrate good things. It doesn't have to be a job promotion. Just, you know, you got the day off early. You, you know, you really clean up good. I've never seen you like that. Yeah, you know, I love the way the barber did your mustache. It's sexy, baby. You know, these new panties look good on you, something. Have vision. See things in each other that the other person may have forgotten is there. Take the time to notice people. Compliment each other. Say something nice. And then look at qualities that you admire if you have a mate, things that they do well that you don't do well, you know, things that you you can actually tell them, you know what, I love the way that you think or the way you do blank. You know, I wish I was more like that. You remember what I said, positive energy? Energy can never be what? Destroyed. I told you that at the beginning of the show. These are things that if you do, when things are a little bumpy, this is what keeps you together. Notice the new stuff about your mate. You know, notice new stuff. Notice, you know what, baby, that's a different lipstick you're wearing. I, I kind of like that on you. You know, I, I like the fact that 
You know, you I, I see you redid the room. You moved the table from over here to over there. You The way you cooked that this morning, you didn't, you know, this time instead of bacon, you gave me sausage. You know, that's pretty, I mean, notice anything. The other thing is, you know, those little Valentine's things, the Valentine's Day is a big deal for women especially because they have something typically that lasts a couple of days after Valentine's Day. The, the flowers you got from the funeral home, they didn't die yet. You know, just whatever you did, they caught, okay, they got one from you last year. But it does not have to be money-making day for Hallmark for you to show someone you appreciate them. Write them a note. You know, draw them a picture, even something corny. Put it on the refrigerator. Put it in the bathroom. Put it in the underwear drawer. And then support your partner. Support them. You know, actions speak so much louder than words. And then the last thing I said, last two things, is be in touch with the moment. Pay attention to how people are vibing. Okay? And then that last one, if you don't take care of you, who want, why would somebody want you? I know this one, ladies. If a man cannot see that you don't take care of you, well, I guarantee you, sister, that's probably why you're alone. Because don't no dude want no lazy woman that can't even take care of herself. Because I'm being honest. All men are looking at a woman's ability to nurture them. Unless you got some kind of weird brother. All men, all men. So keep your house clean, ladies, and, you know, your body parts and everything else because men notice that. And if you can't do that, that's a problem. Anyway, that's been, that brings us up to that time where I have to tell you guys good night. But before we go, a couple of things I want you to do. Make sure that you go on Facebook. I, I did this relationship test. I don't know if you took it or not. But if you go to the Devon Young author page or to the fan page, and you know, you're going to have to look through a couple of posts, but you're going to find one where you will see Valentine's Day special and a five-point relationship readiness test. Take that test. It will give you a great indicator of whether you are ready or not ready to be in a relationship, and it also will tell you where you are falling short if you are in one. So you really want to take that test. It's free for now. You can go. It's going to, you just click it. The other thing, make sure that uh, you hit the like button or the follow button because we're putting out some good content, and that content is created to make your life have more meaning and to help you do things with ease and for you to get rid of dead weight, especially folks that are dragging you down. We're really going to clean house on that this year. So with all of that said, Julia, cue up the music. We're about ready to get out of here. Lastly, I want to tell you guys, you do not want to miss Wednesday's show. It's going to be a big surprise. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you definitely want to tune in. It's Wednesday at noon, that lunchtime love thing. Anyway, I just want to tell you this last thing. I love you. You have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Ivanya. Good night.